0: You're listening to Sonic Podcast Adventure, the world's most way past cool Sonic podcast. My name is Sean Higgin and I am joined
1: as always by my co-host. I am Chris Dobbins and today we are joined by. Alan Denton. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Dramatic pause.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, we're, We're talking about Sonic Boom today with the story editor of Sonic Boom, uh why don't you go ahead and just uh tell the folks a little bit about yourself uh what you do and like how you got into sonic both like as a fan and professionally
2: sure so yeah like you guys said i I was story editor for sonic boom along with another writer named greg han we were a writing team on sonic boom uh both greg and i were from new jersey we grew up together um Actually, we we played little league together. Jesus! Oh, Uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, I'm from Marlboro, New Jersey, Central Jersey, Um, and I've sort of like uh, I moved to LA in 2007, being like I'm gonna make it in TV. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write dirty rock. I'm gonna write sitcoms. Like I'm (laughs) thinking, like what was hot at the time? I'm gonna write a My Name Is Earl. I'm gonna (laughs) like if I can date myself enough. But uh, yeah, but I've always like I grew up as like a huge Simpsons fan, just like obsessed with the Simpsons. And very quickly, I realized that like animation was kind of kind of the the sphere I should be in. Um, And actually, Greg and I were both uh, in L.A., both working on spec scripts. That's like a sample script of a you just like pick a show and write uh, an episode as if you were on the writing staff you just like for fun write an episode it's fan fiction really but uh, <laughs> professional writers call it spec scripts yeah i was
0: gonna say that's how you make it sound less like <laughs> fan
2: fiction yeah. yeah 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 i remember in my first writing class they were talking about spec scripts i raised my hand and i was like you mean fan fiction they're like no 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 spec scripts this is professional <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> don't pull back
0: the curtain and reveal <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. So, Greg and I were both like working on spec scripts, actually, for Curb Your Enthusiasm, and uh, and yeah, and like we were both like working on these separate scripts and talking about them. And I was going like, I got this really good A plot, but like the B plot's not working for me. And Greg is going like, Yeah, my script, I got like a good B plot, but like the A plot, I'm not happy with. And we went, Wait, Uh, and so we. we combined our scripts and then we started kind of writing together and it just kind of happened that at that time we started writing together, this dude, uh, this friend of mine, Bill Freiberger was like just hired as the head writer on Sonic boom. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bill or follow him, but there was there was a writer above story editor, the showrunner, yeah. Bill Freiberger. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of times people confuse it because they assume that I was the head writer because I'm more active on Twitter. And I guess if like if Twitter is the the standard, you know, I'm Mister Sonic Boom, but Bill was running the show. Um, but I had worked with Bill on another show called Warren the Ape on MTV. Mm-hmm. Um, a thr- Have you guys heard of Greg the Bunny? Yes. Oh, Vaguely wow. That was, yes. A, that was a quick yes. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I know it. OK, that was like a, Greg. The Bunny was a sitcom on Fox starring Seth Green and Eugene Levy and Sarah Silverman with puppets. Uh, and 10 years after Greg the Bunny got canceled, MTV like bought a spinoff called Warren the Ape. That also promptly went ten episodes and got canceled. But that's how I met Bill Freiburger. I was an unpaid intern on Warren the Ape. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, <laughs>
0: evil. <laughs> God. I'm looking at this Greg the Bunny image, and that's very 2002, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like an area.
2: <laughs> yeah, rude puppets, man. Is uh, oh, it's like. I think the show was like they were, they were basically it's behind the scenes on Sesame Street type of thing, and the puppets Mm. are all actors, and they smoke and drink and, um, (laughs) you know, you get it. Uh, It it was like, what are you offended, bro? And nobody was (laughs) offended, you know. Uh, Um, yeah. So I was like, uh, actually, the unpaid intern thing was like. I had, I had known Bill through like alumni connections and stuff. And he called me at my job and he was like, I got this, I'm on this new show. I can get you in the writer's room. It would be unpaid as an intern. Do you want it? Like, I need an answer basically. And I was like, yeah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so like, I quit my job. Like I had a full time job and I just like quit my job to go work unpaid for like 10 months uh so anyway That's after that would, baby yeah i know <laughs> after that bill like i'm not gonna say he owed me but um when when he had an opportunity for paid work uh he called me uh because because he understood the sacrifices that i made um yeah, and Greg and I had just started working together at that time, and so he gave us like a script, one of the first scripts on Sonic Boom. And it was like, "Could you rewrite this episode?" cuz there were like a couple of scripts that existed when he started. And we like did it, and we did a pretty good job, and he was like, "Great. Now the door's open anytime you want to pitch." And so we like sent him like eight pitches, and like four of them got used. And oh. then all of a sudden we were Yeah, and then we we're rolling. And by the end of that first season, Greg and I were creative consultants on Sonic Boom, which basically meant we were breaking every episode with Bill in the writer's room. And then it would either get handed to, you know, the writer of that episode or we would write it. Uh, We were consulting creatively and then we would do rewrites and stuff. Uh, which then led to the second year we got, uh, elevated to story editor, which was a staff writer, like a junior head writer type of position. Uh, and so it was like kind of nuts because staff writer is a, like, like, that's a big title in animation. And, uh, and to get it on our, on our first show was like sort of, a, sort of a big deal. Cause we were nobodies, um, but it was cool because sonic boom was like such a small show like the only staff before we got story editor was like it was just bill he was just running the show by himself in his With pool the house. freelancers wow so, yeah yeah it was just nice. bill and freelancers uh and like not at the sega office not at the cartoon network office just in bill's pool house that's like that's, that's so weird wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's where 104 episodes of sonic boom were written
0: <laughs> i i would love if there's like a cardboard sign that says Sonic Boom Writer's Room, like, on the outside of the pool house.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, you know, uh, there wasn't anything. Like, I, I gotta tell you, his his setup is, like, it's just, like, surrounded by garbage in his office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think it's, like, it, if you could imagine, like, having a nice house And then your wife telling you, like, all of this nerd stuff has to go somewhere else. And so it it all just goes into the pool house. Oh, no. Um, And then there's like a card table in the middle. Uh, So anyway, that's uh, that's like the short of it. How how I got on Sonic Boom. And then after that. Once I had the story editor credit, then things kind of started rolling for me. And I was a head writer on a Nick Jr. show called Sunny Day. Uh, Greg and I developed several shows uh, for a few networks. uh, And then, you know, we wrote a bunch of episodes on an upcoming Transformers show called Bot Bots. That's coming to Netflix this year. Nice. Uh, Yeah. And, uh, you know, and now I'm. I'm working again. I'm a I'm a staff writer. Uh, I'm a staff writer in the preschool space right now. So I've been doing a lot of preschool writing, but uh it's sort of been like Sonic is like the the first big gig of mine and also kind of like the closest to my heart.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's like what's your actual like specific like as a fan, as a Sonic fan, what's your history? Were you a fan of the original games
2: and stuff? Oh god, yeah. So I I got the Sega Genesis. So I I was born in 1984. Which, uh, so, like, when the Sega Genesis came out, I'm in second grade or something. Like, perfect, you oh, know? Oh, per- yeah, perfect. Uh, you know, and it's just like, oh, yeah, look at this guy. He's tapping his toe. He's, like, got a crummy attitude. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we were not Super Nintendo household. We were a Sega Genesis household. Um, and so I, I had a Genesis. I had all I had the Sonic games. I... Uh, I think my first Sonic game was Sonic 2. So like that's I I apologize if you can hear my dog in the background. That's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Mine does that, too. Sometimes (laughs) shake it off. Uh, Yeah. So I I know we didn't get it at launch. We got the Sega like the second year or whatever. The Sonic 2 bundle. Um, And God, I played that game obsessively. Um, And then, you know, and then Sonic 3 and Knuckles again, like obsessively hundreds of hours I'm sure um, and it, it sort of like went up I played all the Sonic games all I didn't have a Sega CD but um <laughs> we we I went up until Dreamcast um Sonic Adventure Sonic Adventure 2 was like kind of like where I topped out and then I went to college uh, and and I sort of fell out of the fell out of the Sonic games so it was like sort of like classic Sonic Uh, to Dreamcast is my era. Uh, And so a lot of that, I think, helped uh, because when Bill, like, first told me he got the job, come on, Holly, hop on. There you go. (laughs) I'm leaving
0: all this in. We love dogs. (laughs) Uh,
2: When Bill told me he got the show, you know, because I just went over his house as a friend uh, and he was like, oh, I'm working on this uh, Sonic the Hedgehog show. And like immediately I was just like, oh, all right. Are we talking modern Sonic or classic Sonic? And he's like, um, I think it's the regular. And I was like, okay, that's modern Sonic. That's modern Sonic. And I'm like, so is it just Sonic? Is Amy in it? And he's like, yeah, Amy's in it. Like Knuckles. It's Knuckles in it. He goes, Knuckles is in it. I go, Big the Cat. And he goes, I don't think there's a big cat in the, and just like, (laughs) and I just like was Big the Cat better be in there or I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so like, I just started like asking these questions, you know, and I'm going like, are you getting the game voices? Are they original voices? And, uh, and I think very quickly he was like, wait, this guy like knows what he's talking about. Um, And like, I think that helped in getting like the first assignments of like. That I like. This might be one
0: of the rare instances of being a gigantic (laughs) Sonic
2: nerd actually got you the job. Maybe (laughs) I, you know, I'm not gonna say that. Like, if you worked at Archie Comics in the last 15 years, they only hired Sonic nerds. (laughs) But in television, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. So it was like it was one of those where it just like. A lot of things came together. One, the biggest one, a very good friend of mine who owed me a favor was head writer. And also just sort of like a a youth of playing all the Sonic games. I remember like I loaned him my Dreamcast like right after he got the job. And I was like, here, you want to play Sonic Adventure? Like maybe it'll get you back into it. And like, um, I don't think that helped him at all. Um, (laughs) That shows nothing like Sonic Adventure. I remember... Like, we were going, like, we spent a day, like, let's go into the original Sonic games and, like, play them again to remember the core of the character. And uh, we started playing and we realized, like, oh, there's no story here, though. Uh, You just run to the right. Um, So it's like, you know, like a TV show, like making a Sonic TV show. It's it's like so... So different than than playing the games or anything.
0: Like I'm just imagining you in the writers' room, like, okay, but when does he run to the right? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, he runs to the right. He runs. Uh, he runs to the left and right uh, on this show. Whoa, whoa, we didn't playing. say anything about left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, yeah. That's sort of the the short of it, uh, or the long of it, I guess. I'm, I'm monologuing here. <laughs> That's okay. It's, it's all very fascinating. Yeah. So it, it was like, and, and then the weird thing was like, I remember when we were working on the show, it was this weird thing where like, I started getting more into like the online community and the message boards and stuff. Like while I was working on the first season, cause I'm trying to, I try to be in touch with the, with what's going on in the series currently and everything. And it's such a weird thing when there's like, people like writing like rumors about the thing that you're working on. And you like, I want to jump in there and be like, Hey, I'm working on this, but I can't. And everything it's so, it's so like, it's like a threshold that like, once you cross from like fan to professional, you're not, you're not allowed back or something like you'll get, uh, you'll get your ass handed to you by the company. If you start like, you know, uh, getting into back into the fan sphere, You know what I mean? Yeah, it's going
0: to be a a weird dichotomy of like, wait, but I still like this guy. I'm not just the professional Sonic man like.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've certainly heard stories. I'm not going to name names, obviously, but I've heard stories of people who have like made and written cartoons and like put their soul into it. And then people like or even like their own personal experiences into it. And then people online will be theorizing about the like the, the really, really harmful things. And they're like, I'm not allowed to tell them that like that's not how it is because like I have a job. I'm not allowed to tell them that these things are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's it's such a dangerous like
0: slope because like you want to like, I guess, quell fears and be like, no, no, no don't worry. This isn't going to happen. But that would then cost you your job. And then you wouldn't know what's going on. And at the same time, it's like, oh, you can't just answer every fan question yeah. <laughs> because you don't want them to hate you. Like
2: <laughs> on the on the flip side of that, you know, when I started working on it, they sent the show Bible, which is you know, like a 20 page document of character designs and backstories and like what, you know, mm-hmm. what typical episodes are going to be like. And so like right when I started, I open that up and I see this redesign of Knuckles and I go like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be news when this comes okay. out.
0: I actually had a question about this where it's like you had such a weird like challenge to approach because the the game like the the uh, I don't know if the timeline lines up where the visuals were shown off and like the new game stuff was shown off before yeah. this. You started working on the series or not, but you still had this really weird like th- there's a new version of Sonic and, and Friends that's already kind of a little bit like not everyone's on board. Some people are kind of like hating on it. Then, you know, there's a new game that's coming out that's also very different. Yeah. And also, you know. Uh, that ends up not being received very well. And then also the TV series that's based on the game is very different from the game. So you have yeah. like three layers of separation and like fan might not like it uh, fears happening. So like what was that like? Like what was your experience trying to approach something that you knew was gonna be like very, very different? Well,
2: so uh, to clarify, we I started on the show the game designs were done. Like, those designs were done by Big Red Button, mm-hmm. the, the game studio. Uh, and the game was in development. But, you know, like, we hadn't seen any clips. It was very early on. So we were, like, making the show at the same time they were making the game. And then the game got right. announced first and the sh- and released first, I think. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it, it was... I gotta tell you... I was optimistic about that game. I, like I, I, I can't say like Same. oh, it was like we we were working on it, going like this game's gonna suck and it's gonna blow everybody up or something. Like I was in the big red button offices. You know, we uh, when they before they recorded the script for the game, uh, we the show team did like a one week punch up of the script to try and make the make it in in line with the the attitude of the show like the cutscenes and stuff Um and I was in their office and they were like showing us clips of of levels in development and everything and I, I remember being like oh this is cool this game is going to be really good when it's finished um and then it oh was boy. like <laughs> it was just sort of never finished yeah you know? <laughs>
0: I hope you didn't say that out loud. It's like, oh, I can't wait to see it finished. And they're like, finished.
2: (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. Like. They were. uh, I I don't think I'm speaking out of turn here. Uh, Like one of the heads of the game company at one point was he was just like he was just going like, all I want is an A minus on Metacritic with this game. That's, you know, I don't care if we make money. I don't care. You know, like all I want is an A minus on Metacritic. And man, did they not get that? Uh. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 the age old story of Sonic games at this point
0: rushed for Christmas release or rushed for any specific date release. And like, I agree, too. I was really optimistic because like Sonic as a more like, you know, team adventure kind of I can't think of a better example, but kind of Tomb Raider ish, you know, they're they're exploring ruins and like different uh, terrains and stuff like that. That's a really cool idea and fits with like Sonic's history, especially in like. You know, the sad AM cartoon, it feels very similar to that, where they're just kind of they, they go and explore and they find these ruins and stuff like that. Uh, but then it's just like it, it got flubbed, unfortunately, and it, it's really sad because I think there's still so much potential in that setting. And and you you guys explored a lot of that with the show, too, like the sure. the, the, the um, potential of that setting.
2: Yeah, so anyway, a long way around of saying, like, we were all like, this game, this is going to be great. This is going to, the show is, we're proud of this show. This game's looking awesome. Uh, This is a new beginning for Sonic. Like, we were, we were a bunch of chumps. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, of course, then the game got released. uh, And just like, man, the game grumps, especially, just... Oh, just my God. <laughs> that <game's> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Stomped on that game's carcass. Oh, my um, God. Oh, boy. So you remember uh, uh, taking you guys back, like living through it. Do you remember? So the game gets released and very quickly the game grumps figure out a glitch. The Knuckles jump glitch. Yes, <laughs> I remember <Yep>. that. <laughs> Which was that you could just break the game by you jump, pause, and then unpause And you could jump again from midair, and so you could continue jumping and pausing indefinitely, jump over every obstacle, every level, and just break the game entirely. Um, and so like the game had just come out, that video had just come out, and uh, again, this is keep in mind this is my like first job, uh, and so I'm just like, well, we gotta acknowledge it. So me, the big dope. I go on my personal Twitter because there was just an episode of Sonic boom that had like a Knuckles fantasy sequence where he flies. Yeah. And so, (laughs) so I go on Twitter and I'm like, no more complaining about the Knuckles jump glitch because we just made it canon. Um, Oh my God. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) I mean, do you remember that tweet? I don't don't know. Yeah. I I remember now. (laughs) So, A few days later, I get an email. Like, I I received like an email. It's like forward, and it's the subject is Alan Denton's Twitter activity.
1: Oh no! Oh Oh, my god!
2: And if you like, can you imagine? Just like you're forwarded an email where all of your bosses and lawyers have gone through your Twitter and are like talking about all the ways you've broken your contract. and uh, it was because, again, I was just like, I was a guy with like 300 followers or something. You know, I was just like a guy. Like, yeah. uh. Uh, and then all of a sudden that tweet goes up um, and then an article was written, it turned out, <laughs> like for some website, like Nintendo News or something, where it was oh, like, boy. <laughs> like new Sonic games so bad, even the the writers are making fun of it was the headline was like ah oh, jeez, oh boy ah oh, jeez. Oh,
0: uh well, but also like i think this was like the the era that the show came out the era as though it was so long ago you know what i mean uh <laughs> the the time the show came out it, we were still kind of a bit on that like precipice of like social media and like it, i don't know like like I, that tweet wouldn't have gotten you in trouble like only like a year earlier i think yeah.
2: you know uh, oof, oof. uh, man I almost lost my job uh, no <laughs> I, I, you know I deleted I deleted it and uh, you know but it was also like that then got them to look in t- all my other tweets you know because I'd just been like tweeting garbage random silly garbage about the show all the time um, man and that's like as, like I'm so embarrassed when I look back now because I like to consider myself somewhat professional, and I was like, I wasn't the head writer of the show. I wasn't the like Bill could have maybe done that as the creative voice of the show. I was a guy who was like at that point freelancing on some scripts,
0: you know? Like, um, yeah, exactly. Like that's what I mean. Like, like again, like a year earlier, some dude working on the show wouldn't tweeting about it wouldn't have gotten in trouble, but like. <laughs> Um, because it had already had so much like stuff surrounding it. It then made it like much bigger, I think.
2: Yeah. But and the funny thing is, like, I mean, that was like at the time of like panic because game grumps tore this game to shreds that they were expecting to be a big Christmas release and everything like the the official Sonic account now will just rip on that game. Yeah, I was going to say (laughs) Like enough time has passed that we can all go, haha! That was terrible. But like in the thick of it, it was like, uh, you know, like people's people's jobs were on the line. Basically, oh, yeah, like, I could only know.
0: imagine how like how afraid you you were when you saw that email subject line. <laughs> God, good because, Lord. The, the, the coldness of it, too, was Alan Denton's Twitter activity, not that one tweet or like something a little bit more casual that makes you feel like, oh, maybe it's just like a bit of a warning or a slap on the wrist. Like, no, Alan Denton's Twitter. <laughs> activity.
2: <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, oh, boy, I, I quickly deleted every tweet, you know, mentioned in that email. Like, OK, OK, okay. please, please don't be mad at me, um, which was a shame you know the that tweet had like uh, th- like I, I don't remember how many retweets let's say like 500 retweets which was like uh, enormous for me it was uh, just going to cost me my job
0: yeah um so but then eventually i feel like y- you eventually kind of turned that into like a thing were w- were you given a little bit more leeway when you became story editor
2: or so I mean, I I started to just learn to work the balance. So for a while, I just started like the only things about the show I was tweeting were like screen caps of the show with, you know, with the dialogue from the show, just jokes from the show. Uh, Because I was like, they can't they can't be mad at me for tweeting the exact content of the show. Like that has to be okay. Uh, Yeah. And so that's sort of like how it how it got rolling. I mean, that started, um, I think, uh, on one day on the front page of Reddit. Like there was a joke from Sonic Boom and, I, you know, and then I was like, oh, wait, I wrote that joke. <laughs> and I was like, I, that should be my karma. I, I should. I don't know. I was just like, hey, wait a second. Um, So then it was just like every week I was just doing like the best one or two jokes from any particular episode. I would just kind of send out in meme format. Um, And because at the time, like, like nobody was really like promoting the show. It was airing at seven in the morning on Saturdays. And the only people watching it were uh, like super fans and people who happened to have Cartoon Network on. Uh, so it just sort of like that started taking off cause then people were like, wait a second, there's a Sonic show and this seems pretty funny. Uh, and so like quickly I sort of just became like in a weird way, like the, the PR, PR department. Yeah. Uh, just for the show. I just, cause I would, again, I would just send out like the best jokes the best jokes from the show every week. And so if you wanted to share it, that was like the best place to get it. Um, uh, but like for whatever reason, like the, the, you know, the Sonic Twitter wasn't really sharing. That's like the Sonic Twitter could have just shared that stuff and, and demolished me or, or take, you know, taking me out of the conversation. Yeah. But it was just sort of like a thing where I was, again, like I still wanted to promote this show. Uh, and I was like, all right, I'll I'll try not to have my own personal snarky commentary on it and just like be the content of the show that I'm sharing. Uh, you know, um, I think only one time I was asked to delete a joke from the show because it was like a climate change joke. Oh, that was on the show. And they oh, were just, wow. And it was just sort of like, eh, let's maybe
0: not. Well, I'm actually surprised at that because that's been like a Sega thing with Sonic for a while that he's like pro environment. But that's that, that's interesting, though, like, well,
2: that oh, sorry. Go on. It was I, I mean, it was like a, an anti intellectualism climate change. I joke, see. Which, <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> um, I was
0: gonna say that like that's that's so fascinating. Like I, I it's I, I it, we've gotten to the point where I actually like forgotten of a time like before the people who worked on shows were advertising their shows in that way where they were just kind of sharing their favorite bits that they worked on and stuff like that. were I don't think that was as common. Not I'm not, I'm I am not i i can not say whether or not if you started that trend, but like, I don't think it was as common <laughs> I, think I time. did time. <laughs>
1: no, but <laughs> like, yeah, like, I remember seeing them like, Oh Yeah. I still see people oh, right. talk about like Amphibia and the Owl House where they're like, they're not promoting the show. So like the the staff has become the PR department for so many cartoons. And then like they're not watched because they're not being promoted and then they get canceled.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, I, right away, kind of like what I started doing, I, it was like I, I started following like prominent Sonic YouTubers and like Sonic writers and stuff on my Twitter and then interacting with them, just trying to get them, basically trying to get them to watch the show and make videos about it or write articles about it or anything. It was, it was very focused and very deliberate. Um, I don't. And the funny thing is, like, I still don't know if Sega is like, was like happy with me doing that or, or unhappy. They didn't send me any more emails about it. So okay, I at guess least. they're okay. But I, I don't know if they were like, oh, that's great that Alan's promoting the show or if they were rolling their eyes going like, oh, this guy, uh, why, you know, why doesn't he let our PR team do their jobs or not do their jobs? Um, so I, I like have no idea what Sega thought of it, but, um, it seemed, I think, ultimately a good thing for the show. Um, especially- yeah, I was gonna say, I
0: think, I think that was like, it, n- I hope this comparison works. Like, it, I, I remember it's like kind of like Teen Titans Go. Like, people wrote that off that show off like almost immediately because it wasn't, you know, <clears throat> the Teen Titans that they wanted. And then a few clips make it their way online, and people were like, "Oh, this show's like legitimately one of the funniest things on television." And the same thing with yours, like where the there was not a lot of buzz until you started talking or you started sharing the the images and clips and stuff like that. And then we were like, oh, this show's brilliant. And, you know, just because it's not what you expect, please watch it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an apt comparison to Teen Titans Go because most of the people who hated Sonic Boom also hated Teen Titans. Go. <laughs> um, well, yeah, a lot of
0: cartoon YouTubers, I feel like yeah, a lot of their names, arms crossed in yeah. their thumbnails. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> the worst sonic series ever question mark exclamation <laughs> yeah i should just name the episode that <laughs> do not do not <laughs> i'm sorry
2: <laughs> i mean it's fine most sonic shows were not comedies f- comedy first ours was yeah i was gonna say that that was a
0: weird that that was i think um something that like people were again there's there's constantly this weird like uh, push and pull of like people want like serious cartoons about stuff. But it's like, yeah, but comedy is also like fantastic and great. And if you actually watch those shows, they're brilliant and funny. So I I I have to imagine that the the timing was also a part of that, because like, you know, we were seeing a a huge, you know, shift in cartoons being more comedy focused um, and stuff like that.
2: I I would look at it like I understand like Sonic, longtime Sonic people like not being. Um, I guess, uh, uh, used to like a comedy first Sonic series. Uh, we would talk about it like Batman. Where where, like Batman is just so prevalent that there can be a dark Batman and there can be a comedy Batman, and they can both exist at the same time, and neither one ruins the other one. You know, like
0: Sonic literally did that too with Sat AM and Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, but I feel like everyone who was into Sonic at the time that like. Like boom was coming around, didn't grow up with those two cartoons and realize they were airing at the exact same time
2: <laughs> <laughs> and were completely different. Yeah, so I, I mean, we were just sort of like you know, like if it's not your thing, that's that's fine. You know, we're going for like a sitcom type of audience and everything. Uh, it was also like a lot of Sonic fans are very, uh, um, very into lore and canon and consistency oh, yeah. and our philosophy on the show, just an overall philosophy that we had discussed was like the, the, if it's funny enough, it can break any rule. Like
0: I was going to say, yeah, like I, 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 one of the questions i would written down, I wanted to ask you was like, and you answered earlier that was the Simpsons an influence. And you can totally see that in like, in that rule that you had where it's if it's funny enough, who cares if it's breaking everything? Uh, And also like in the the, just the way that the small town of the unnamed was unnamed village, right? Unnamed Uh, village. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The way that that worked where it's just like any any random background character can serve any role that you need because it's funny.
2: Yeah. I mean, like a lot of that. So that's like the Simpsons and Futurama style of character development is to um just like when you need a new like character or you you need like somebody for one joke to like first look at all of your existing characters and go like can mm. this be one of them you know uh yeah. and so <laughs> an ex an example is like I don't know, like Soar the Eagle, who's like started as a motivational speaker character, and then later we needed a newscaster, and we're like, can this be one of them? Well, he's kind of newscaster And rather than create a new character, reuse an existing character and add an extra layer to them. Dr. Yeah. Zoidberg from Futurama is a good example of that.
1: That was where, something I noticed with, with Soar, because <laughs> I watched the episode where he's training Eggman, and then he appears a couple episodes later as a newscaster. I was like, whoa, he He just totally changed (laughs) occupations. (laughs) I wish that's how it works. I wish you could just suddenly be a newscaster (laughs) with no
0: journalism training. (laughs) I mean, character designs are expensive. Uh, Oh, no, I know that. I know that. (laughs) No, but at the end of the day, too, that's what makes it so funny is just that there's this town of people that all like constantly shift careers. (laughs) and, like, fuck with the economy.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so if you ever see, like, especially, like, a children's cartoon where there's, like, one character who's, like, has every job or something, that's just because they're... They're not making incidental characters. Yeah, it's like, like
1: the uh, squeaky voice team
2: from The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah he works every yeah. fry cook <laughs> type of job. Yeah,
1: I wanted to say there's a joke in one of the episodes uh, uh, you wrote that uh, felt like a very Futurama joke to me, and I laughed oh, yeah? really hard watching it last night. It was the episode where Eggman makes his um, uh, tomato sauce, I think, and. Yep. Um, Tails is investigating one of the cans to check it. And Knuckles is like, make sure you check it for brainitis. And Tails is like, there's no such thing as brainitis. And Knuckles just yells, then how do you explain?
2: (laughs) Thank you. You you, you, you go to our dumbest joke. (laughs) Oh, it's so good though. It it feels like a Futurama
1: joke, and it's like it's it's the perfect level of like just smart and dumb at
0: the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that that leads me to two questions I had. One was what was like the hardest the writers room laughed at something and did it make to make it to the show, which (sighs) is also like a question of like what's your proudest bit and joke. And then number two was like, what's the key to writing like knuckles that like, like that <laughs> smartly written dumb. If
2: that makes sense. God. So the hardest we've laughed, you know, like the hardest we laughed at stuff that didn't make it in was probably like uh, personal jokes about like um the, you know, the the sonic lore or something. You know, like I, I don't wanna I don't wanna get into it, but uh, you know, like that's probably the, the hardest we laugh are probably like inside jokes about like BS we were dealing with um <laughs> at like Sega or whatever. Um the just like how the how the canon doesn't really make much sense when you when you get yeah. into it. Um I think the hardest we laughed at a joke that went in was um there's a there's a joke, there's an episode where Sonic is learning how to swim and um, and they were like, Sonic, you're, you know you you promised you would take swimming lessons and he was like, oh, but like he's like, but you don't know what it's like those five year olds can be so those five year olds in the in the swimming lessons can be so cruel uh, and I, in the writer's room, and I said like, that's why on the first day you gotta beat up the biggest five year old in the yard <laughs> Uh <laughs> And like, and that like, c- kind of ended up in the show. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, it, it was just like he just says five year olds could be so cruel. Then Knuckles goes, "That's why on the first day you got to beat the, beat up the biggest one in the yard." And Amy says, "No, Knuckles, that's prison." And he says, oh "Only God. if you let it be." <laughs> um, <laughs> so I love like, that joke so much. It's, it's so, so good. good. Yeah. So I don't know. What's the key to writing Knuckles like that? I'm not sure. I mean, like, but like that was just like a lot of times the hardest we laugh are on jokes that were not intended to be in the show. Like that was just a joke for the guys in the room, like a joke about knuckles beating up five year olds. Uh, (laughs) uh, I, uh, oh, God. Oh, yeah. So it, it, well, I was going to say, like, that's sort of the thing with like canon. Obviously, Knuckles has never beaten up five year olds and we don't want to put in beating up five year olds into his backstory. <laughs> but but if it's funny enough for that joke, it can go in and don't worry about it. You know, it's yeah, over, like it's <laughs>
0: gone. It's hypothetical. Hypothetically, Knuckles would beat up five year olds.
1: This was something I wanted to bring up like with this show you guys broke the fourth wall so many times and did like jokes like that that are just like so Strange for like the characterization for Sonic for the Sonic characters. I'm very surprised that Sega seemed to allow you guys to get away with a lot of that. Like the comments about um, changing uh, uh, what was the video game that they played? Um, um, the this tomato Potness. Oh, yeah. Tomato Potness. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Changing to- Tomato Potness's legs or like the episode where the really creepy fan kidnapped Sonic. Like I'm very surprised you guys were allowed to get away with a lot of that.
2: Yeah. I, I, I was a little surprised too. Usually, uh like I'm not sure how he did it. A lot of times we would go like, "Oh, but we can't do this." And Bill would just go like, "Well, you if it's funny enough, put it in the script and let me deal with the politics." Mm-hmm. And I don't know like I don't know how he made all of those happen. I think it was probably a lot of going like, "This is this is just for the fans. This is fan service." children won't even know what we're talking about and fans will find it, you know, cool. And you know, that we're, that we're being, being cool enough to, to talk about, you know, the series in a negative way or something. Um, I don't know. I don't know how he negotiated all that.
0: Uh, I like that too, though. But I think, I think because that's a good argument too, saying that it's for the fans, but I think like, The reason why a lot of those like meta and lore jokes work really well is because you 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 said it yourself like it's you're you're focusing on what's funny first and then you put it in the show if it's really funny and so it's like it's not a show overloaded with meta humor like it's not a show making fun of itself or hating on itself or like you know stomping on sonic fans or anything like that it's like no sonic fans would make this joke and so we put it in for that reason right Uh, and that's that's what makes most of those like just like you know tears in my eyes hilarious
2: yeah i, I remember like one time th- there was like a joke about um uh, there's a villain like a uh, named the dreamcaster uh which you know obviously a reference to the dreamcast console and so we like started having a <laughs> runner in there where they're just going like that's a terrible name and uh, they're like, what a stupid name, Dreamcaster. And Sonic goes like, I don't think it's a bad name. And Knuckles is like, yeah, the err isn't bad. Everything else is, though. Uh,
3: <laughs> and I remember oh like, God.
2: Sega was like a little bit like, could you not rag on the Dreamcast? And and Bill was like, I promise you this will not affect Dreamcast sales. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know, like it's over. Just, uh, just have some fun with it. I hope that was said completely seriously too. <laughs>
3: um,
0: I was gonna say, I uh, too. I think, I think my favorite character in this series is Eggman because, like. He's like just a citizen of the town who also occasionally terrorizes the town. Right. (laughs) He sells to go into town to get his groceries. That's what cracks me up, I think.
2: Yeah, you know, we were like... (laughs) Very quickly, it became the Eggman show, which like when we were pitching episodes, Bill was always like, I need Sonic episodes because we're always (laughs) like pitching ones where it's like Eggman has to deal with, you know, a package at the post office that's not coming by. So he does this one that cracks me up so much. (laughs) And he would be like, the show's called Sonic Boom. Sonic is the main character. We go, right, 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 right. We'll think on that. And then we'd like ultimately <laughs> like keep coming back with Eggman stories just because I don't know. He's the funniest to me.
0: Well, yeah, it's funny to have like a brilliant robot inventing scientist who is also just a sad, sad man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. He needs this. He needs this so much. Uh,
0: yeah, just, That's the best way to think of it. Just like he just he like even if he doesn't get Sonic, he just needs to terrorize him for just like a little bit. Like he's had a bad day.
1: I think of um in the first season of Joe Parra talks with you, uh, Connor O'Malley's character in the breakfast episode where he's trying to do the perfect egg bite and he messes oh, yeah. it up and he yeah. just slams <laughs> his table and yells, I need a win.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to have to uh. redraw egg, egg, like Sonic Boom Eggman doing that now. You <laughs> know, that, know? right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I should do that.
0: I have to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that, that leads me to another question that was um, what's like, who is your favorite? I mean, I guess that was it was Eggman. Who is your favorite character right for? And then who's your favorite in general?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, the the easy one is Eggman. I also really loved writing uh, like original character, Dave, the Dave, the intern, oh, yeah. of, uh, <laughs> uh, the fry cook slash evil genius. Um, so, I mean, that is like you want to talk Simpsons inspired. I mean, he is basically oh, yeah. squeaky voice team um, uh, like a lot of those. You know, also, like, Comedy Chimp is Krusty the Clown. Uh, You know, I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) I think a one-time Comedy Chimp, like, actually just, like, said a Krusty the Clown line verbatim. Um, (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure, like he said, like, they drove a dump truck of money to my house. I'm not made of stone, which is, like, just a Krusty line. Um, (laughs) You know, that's how blatant we got with it. Uh, So, like, those guys were were probably my favorites. Uh, What was the second part of your question?
0: Who is your favorite in general? Not just to write for
2: my favorite in general. I'm really proud of Styx
0: um, because (laughs) I was going to say, I think she's my favorite, too.
2: (laughs) Good. when like again, when I started on the show and I saw the show Bible, you know, they were like it's Sonic, Tails, Amy, Knuckles and a new friend sticks and i was just like this is going to be a fiasco <laughs> you know like we're just we're just going like hey kids you know all your favorite sonic characters now there's this other one too you know like it, it just like i was like they're going to hate this cuz it it felt i it, to me i was like fans are going to feel like they're they're f- foisting a new character into the gang and also there was yeah. never there was never an origin episode for sticks she's just like part of the gang uh and i like i had such a pessimistic attitude uh but we just wrote sticks as like insane
0: uh (laughs) i love it so much i I, and i love too that like like 90 percent of the time her conspiracy theories have a vague grounding in reality like
2: (laughs) yeah well that that became a runner too it's that like sticks is always right yeah, <laughs> uh, but like I think the the traditional because uh, you, you can look at it from like a marketing perspective and go like, oh, they wanted another female character because Amy can be kind of stereotypically girly and we don't want to just have that be the only female uh, female perspective on the show. And so like, oh, and now here's like kind of a, a sporty girl or something. And so like. That's I guess that's what I was nervous about, that I was just going to be falling into like that trope, I guess, of like there's there's a sporty girl and a girly girl. But then like Styx was not that trope at all. Styx was just, yeah, just nuts. <laughs> just, uh, um, so I was really proud of that. I bought like a bunch of Sticks merchandise when it came oh. out because I was really proud of her. Uh, and like that's worth like money now. Oh uh, <laughs> and, and I don't know what to do with it. Like uh hang on to uh, it, man. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it's like a moment in time because you know, the the show's over and and there was not much merchandise made of her. And now there's like none anymore. Anyway, I like some Action figures are like 200 bucks or something. Oh, my god!
1: Something Do really interesting this? to me is uh, I'll send this in our podcast links and pick uh, chat now sticks is still on the official Sonic Channel website, complete with like UJ UJ uh, Uekawa style art. So oh, like, wait, she's still considered part of the cast, but like just not like used. I don't know I was well, like she was to see the only used one in who, the in the main series. She, she was Maybe the only so- who made it into from the Sonic Boom
0: comics in that big crossover they did. I think she well, was the only one who came from that. Yeah,
1: well, I have a page from the um, Mega Man Sonic crossover. I have a page with sticks like hanging on to Mega Man X. And then there's another panel with uh, fastidious beaver. So they have a couple of the characters
2: fastidious beaver yeah the classic everyone's favorite. <laughs> I,
1: I also i
0: also love that like the mayor is also absolutely mayor quimby <laughs> oh yeah for sure I, uh, one of the I, ones i've watched in oh sorry go on well i was gonna say like
2: don't don't hold it against us too much how much we oh no no off the I,
1: it, absolutely not the simpsons, I think you make it work very well yeah
2: simpsons quotes is my love language same you know like <laughs> very much same I, I, I'm so I'm just like, that's how I relate to people. And so that's how that crusty line ended up in comedy chimp. Cause I just like threw out a Simpsons quote and they're like, ha Yeah. And I went, no, 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 that's like not a pitch. That's just a Simpsons quote. And they're like, uh, eh, but it works. Uh, you know, <laughs> but I just like speak in Simpsons quotes all the time. Um, anyway, I was going to
0: say, oh yeah, I, I was just going to say that I, the, um, uh well the the train of thought left the station. Hold on. Oh, no
3: trains I'm are sorry. currently in service. <laughs> No
0: no, it's okay. <laughs> Chris and I both have ADHD so I have a little soundboard
2: for oh, there's really? no
0: trains in service. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. trains in service because we just like lose it our train yeah, of thought constantly. You're you talking about himself. Mayor
2: Quimby and uh you know the, uh, the mayor. It?
0: Oh yeah, no, I remember I uh, that the uh, the uh the one of the episodes I watched uh was uh, the um uh, n- uh, network where uh, yeah. it Sticks has a pirate radio. Yeah, and oh, I love that episode so much. It's so good <laughs> because, yeah, like, it, it just the concept of her having like pirate radio where sh- people will listen to her crazy ramblings and theories is on its own just brilliant.
2: So if you if you talk to Bill, that is his favorite episode of oh. the whole run of the show. Network. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was written by Bill's son Sam. Uh, who is, uh, yeah, who is also like very Sticks like, uh, as a as a person. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's why like when Sticks is, it, you know, like the the scheme is that Eggman is stealing all of the water to sell it back, and the mayor is complicit in it and everything. She is like verbatim just saying what Nestle does. Uh, and, and like, <laughs> there are like quotes from the mayor about water, not being a public resource, you know, that it was like an exact quote from like the CEO of Nestle, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so like, that's why we're talking about like, she says it in a crazy way, but it's like, correct. Um, yeah. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. It was like. I was saying to my wife a a little while ago, like, I wonder what kids whose like favorite show is Sonic Boom are going to be like as adults. (laughs) You know, I don't, I don't know, like, yeah, I was gonna say, hang on to
0: this. I mean, like I uh, I used to write for Comic Book Resources, and one of the uh, recurring listicles uh, that I would have to do is like, oh, dirty jokes or adult jokes. You never all the time. So yeah, so give it like
2: all over that. Yeah, so
0: give it like what maybe somewhere around three to five more years, and you'll probably start seeing those uh, pop up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There was a compilation on Twitter. I remember that was like just a bunch of. Dirty or dirty adjacent jokes on on the show. It looks bad when they're all end-to-end. End. You know, it <laughs> yeah. looks like our show is nothing but filth. But yeah. <laughs> and, and I do want to say some of them are, are only they only sound dirty. I wanna like there's a you know, there's um an episode called Fuzzy Puppy Buddies, where they make where Eggman and Amy collect little puppy figurines. And uh, Eggman walks in. He goes, "Sorry, I'm late. I was polishing my schnauzer." And, <laughs> and then, you know, and and that sounds dirty. That's not a euphemism yeah. for anything, though. I just it's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I just I just want to be clear about stuff like that. Uh, it's so, it sounds it sounds worse than it is. <laughs> Um, Um,
0: real
1: quick something I I want to bring a
0: Mothers Against Sonic Boom uh, (laughs) protest
1: (laughs) group outside your door at some point Uh, sorry, Chris, I interrupted. You're okay, you're okay, uh Something I wanted to bring up real quick. Um, Alan, I am also from New Jersey. I am from South oh, Jersey, yeah? so uh, Oh, okay. So you're, was, you're a Philly fan? Philly sports? I'm not a sports person, period. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, my family very much, like, my extended family was very into, like, the Eagles and the Phillies and stuff like that. But um, yeah. I wanted to bring up the robots from the sky arc because yeah. hearing the robots constantly refer to their town as Morristown, I'm like (laughs) this. This is like Sonic's saying the name of a town that's not far from me. This is strange. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No, there was a the, Greg and I both grew up in Jersey. Yes, Morristown is referencing Morristown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot of like Jersey.
1: Yeah, in that Sonic it, makes a complaint about like, why are there so many jug handles? Why can't we just turn left? And I completely yeah. lost
2: it. <laughs> didn't, didn't Edmund say and no toll roads. to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for those who don't know, jug handles are a are a turnout off of major major roads in New Jersey where you cannot take a left turn. You have to turn, you know, all turns from the right. So you take a right exit onto a a and then onto a perpendicular road, and then you cross the street at a light. <laughs> it, it, I didn't realize until like I went to college that New Jersey is the only state that like uh, adopts the jug handle yeah. system. But yeah, it's bizarre. Uh, <laughs> I remember that one. God, that was like we were having a brainstorm about like, what do we call this robot city in the sky? Because there was talk about like there's going to be maybe merchandise of these characters and maybe they'll put it in a game or something like. Like, what should we call this? And we're going like Robotop, Robotopolis. You know, and we're just like throwing around all these names. And then I was just like, what if we just called it Morris Town? <laughs> uh- <laughs> uh- <laughs> Because, like, there would be a caller who called into, like, the Seton Hall radio, Greg from Morristown. And I was like, you know, uh, Morristown always sounded funny. And then, like, we just went with Morristown again. It was like, no, no, I wasn't serious. I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> we should not call this Morristown. Alan, you're brilliant. We're putting it in. Uh, yeah. And then it
0: ended up being Roboken, right? Yep.
2: Roboken. <laughs> yeah. Because they just Oh, keep my God. So like in that in those episodes, every time they say Morristown and they go like, really, you didn't name it something cool like, you know, and then they like rattle off three other names. Those were all names we brainstormed. We were trying to actually name it. <laughs> uh,
0: well, a couple of them are, were were had been in Sonic stuff, right? Like uh, oh, Sky Sanctuary. Yeah. Sure. yeah, like Skytropolis and Robotropolis in general.
2: Yeah, yeah. So we were like, yeah, yeah, we were throwing in like names and stuff. I. I remember they were like, but you have to like give it, you can't call it Morristown. They have to rename it something (laughs) at the end. Uh, and I don't think they realized that Roboken was still a New Jersey. reference. You know, they were like, fine, it's Roboken. I
0: love how many things like I, you like accidentally snuck under people's (laughs) (laughs) noses.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's, but there's like a ton of Jersey stuff in there. Um, Remember, like there's like an episode where just like at the beach, Eggman is like, I went off to get a slice and some water ice, and I come <laughs> back. And, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it, you know, it, I don't know. It's like this distinctly New Jersey, Long Island. Yeah, like of, I'm surprised I made yeah, <laughs> like a
1: reference to Wawa or something.
2: Yeah,
0: my dad's from Jersey. So like I, I, I a few of them went over my head, but the am like I've heard the man say that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess write
2: what you know. I don't.
0: Know. Yeah, <laughs> um, Chris, real quick on—is there like any joke of the ones you've watched that's like your absolute favorite?
1: Um, I I I mentioned before the the brainitis one. I love. Um, God, there was a joke that Sonic made in one episode that that I completely lost it at, but I can't remember what it was because I was watching it last night and I have a terrible memory.
0: Um. The one, the one I wrote down that it, it made me laugh so much was the the Tommy Thunder episode yeah. where Eggman gets, like, knocked back and, you know, starts, like, spinning away like Team Rocket blasting oh, yeah. up. He's just like, why do all my social interactions end this way?
2: <laughs> he doesn't
0: know that he's been terrorizing the town. He just sort of, like, yeah, goes he as he does. He's yeah.
2: being social, you know?
0: Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I was exchanging pleasant lasers. I mean pleasantries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my I think God.
2: Uh, my favorite there's a, an episode of Vector um that has uh a joke that I, I just that is my favorite show on the my my favorite joke on the series which was um there Vector and Sonic are doing a stakeout um and uh you know, so kind of the scene starts and they're in the they're in the bushes and they and Sonic says like, you know, this is so boring. Stakeouts are never like this on TV. There's usually just two lines of dialogue and then they see the guy and Vector goes, yeah, well, life's not like TV. <gasps> there he is. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's very I, good. <laughs> And I don't know that that one's I think it's just it's the one I'm most proud of because I, you know, it, it is concise and and I have no notes on that joke, basically. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, there was something like really that story. in the uh, the boy band episode where they were trying to investigate uh, uh, Justin Beaver's um <laughs> uh yeah 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 that's a fun one <laughs> yeah. uh, they were trying to investigate justin beaver's agent and they were doing a hideout and they were and they were like well there's no way he's just gonna like say what his evil plan is then he just goes oh and how's the evil plan coming along yeah yeah it's like <laughs> just get
2: to the point uh yep <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love
0: I love like I love too that it's you know, it's it's meta towards Sonic, but it's also meta towards being a writer on a show. I feel like like there's so many bits in there where it's like, oh, this is somebody who's like, yeah, like you said, just get to the point. (laughs) It's so perfect.
2: Yeah, I remember this was a joke that didn't make it in. Uh, I remember Bill really wanted to write this one, but this is like Bill's sense of humor. That is the show's sense of humor, which was there's an episode where Basically, uh Sonic and Knuckles ruin Amy's couch and then and then they Oh that like, one's so good. They have to like win her a new couch or whatever. And we were going through and we were like, oh, what is what's the thing? They're gonna they're gonna be at house sit and ruin something. And we're thinking about like that Saved by the Bell episode where there's like an Elvis statue at like um Screech's mom's house or whatever, and we're going like maybe it's this vase, maybe she's got a really nice vase and she's like, don't let anything happen to that. And uh, I remember Bill wanted Amy to say, like, don't let anything happen to my vase and leave. And then Knuckles just go, well, we all know where this is going and throw <laughs> it on the floor. Uh, and then just go, oh, no, now we have to replace the vase, uh, which didn't go in. He really wanted to, to put that in. But like, that's sort of his sense of humor of like, all right, I mean, we all know. that would have made the
0: episode two minutes long.
3: <laughs> and,
2: uh, oh, know, my God. We all know what's going to happen. We've all seen enough television to know where this is going, you know, to just get to it. Um, yeah, so um, that's that's sort of like, you know, again, that's a lot of Simpsons, a lot of Futurama yeah, uh, type of stuff where it's like riffing on just the format of TV. Yeah, the and, formula. You know, and Scooby-Doo episodes or anything, just like old tropes.
1: One line that I really laughed at, like, just because it was so unexpected for me was there's an episode where it starts off with Tails working on his plane and Sonic and crew come up. They're like, hey, Tails, what you doing? He's like, oh, I just installed an awesome new stereo system onto my baby. And I, I paused and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> uh-huh. That's his baby. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. But it, it was like I, I it was just like it. It's strange hearing hearing uh, the characters like say very casual things like that. Like there's episodes where Sonic says swag and I'm like, whoa, yeah. whoa. You
3: th- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm
1: not sure. I'm, I'm not opposed to it at all. I like yeah. I really like these characterizations of these characters. But like it's it's so funny being like seeing these characters with a very modern sense of speaking.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure how well Sonic saying swag is going to age personally. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can, you can hold us to account for that one. Um, um, I do have
0: to ask about the very, uh, I don't know if infamous is the word, I guess, yeah, famous is the word, uh, the, the bit where, he, uh, where Sonic is waking up from his happy place twice and then yes. a third time, and it cuts to, was it Roger Craig in the suit? I forget. No, it wasn't him <laughs> okay. in the suit. It was his okay.
2: voice. Uh, yeah. It was a different guy entirely in the suit. Um, um, was, it, was that you? I forget. So uh, that was Bill's joke. Um, okay. That was an episode Greg and I wrote. We wrote the inception joke of he goes into his happy place in his happy place. He gets annoyed and goes into a second happy place within his happy place. And then he and then he bumps out. Uh, and Bill was the one who wrote like cut to live action. A man in a sonic costume. Uh <laughs> And he says, whoops, one too many. And then we jump back in. That was like, it was months of like asking Bill over and over. Like, is that still happening? Because there were like meetings about that joke. Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Well, it was. I I love the idea of writing a one-off bit. And then there has to be like seven meetings about it.
2: Well, here's what you have to remember. We were an animated production so we have an yeah. animation pipeline so to they have to rent a camera hire an actor <laughs> oh, man. get a costume you know and they, they have to like they, they have to like do a whole other thing that's not in the pipeline or in the budget to do this it's like is this joke happening uh and like it was like i think they recorded that like after the whole season was written and and in production and like, it was so late. And I remember being like, is this joke still happening? And he's like, well, there's, there's 10 seconds of empty space in the middle of that episode. So I hope it is. Uh, And it was like, I remember because the discussion was had of like, are you saying that the entirety of Sonic lore (laughs) is inside the mind of a man in a, in an ill fitting Sonic costume, like next to a dumpster? Uh, and it's like, no, yes, yes, for the joke. No, like after the joke itself, like he's <laughs> never coming back, you know, it is again. It's just like, oh, uh.
0: he's never waking up from that coma dream. <laughs>
2: it's, you know, it's like, like, yes, we're sort of saying that, but as a joke. Um, but it, it was uh, I was there. I was there when we filmed that, that sequence was which was shot like again, like so we wrote the whole thing in Bill's pool house, we shot that scene in bill's front yard
0: um, oh my god,
2: yeah, that's that, that's the, the it was such like a little homemade uh television show um, and I remember for years, like people kept asking me if it was Roger Craig Smith in the costume because it's his it's his voice, and then there's you know but that guy is you know just kind of trying to match the, you know, the speaking pattern. Uh, for years, people asked me who it was, and I was, like, keeping it a secret. Uh, and then I saw that guy just, like, added himself on IMDb. And I went, oh, all right, it's no secret. Uh, no. you know, it was, like, it's like, a dude who made some, some YouTube videos for Sega, like, years ago. And, <laughs> uh, you know, he's... Uh yeah his name oh, what's his name his name's A J something uh anyway um there was a YouTube channel called Random Encounters that like made some like some like Sonic uh like musicals on YouTube and stuff and it was a guy from that um oh,
0: okay yeah yeah um, big big th- surprise that, yeah that and uh, the Roger he's talking to me bit I think are probably the two greatest like fourth wall breaking bits <laughs> in that show.
2: Yeah, that he's talking to me. Joke that was written by uh Cindy Robinson, the voice of Amy. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. So because that was her, she wrote that episode. Um, and oh, cool. You know, yeah. So I, I like that it's like a joke for <laughs> voice actors by voice actors. I guess.
0: Um, yeah, like you said, a lot of the what makes into the show that's like its funniest meta stuff. It's just like. Being part of the process and putting that process into the show that only, like, you know, like only a few people are going to understand, but it's like the funniest thing ever to the people who understand it.
2: Yeah, so I mean, for those who don't know what joke you're talking about, it's um, the at one point, you know, the, they're they're talking over communicator and, you know, they're all on kind of a group call and tail says Roger and Knuckles says, who's Roger? And then Sonic says he's talking to me. Uh, which is Roger Craig Smith is the voice of Sonic. And and he drops the Sonic voice in that <laughs> and uses his natural speaking voice. So as Roger says, he's talking to me. And then back into Sonic goes, thanks, buddy. Uh, so it's like, it, it's very meta. It's very insular. It's not like it's a joke that's not going to be understood by any children or anything. But it's also that was always our philosophy it was like, Kids won't get this joke, but it's fine. There's gonna be five more jokes coming right down the horizon, so just like throw jokes, throw as many jokes yeah, there's a lot as we of like can.
0: padding and wiggle room to like put in uh you know a very meta very weird one every now and then,
2: yeah, yeah, so it you know it's funny like those those types of jokes like really like took off online um and uh you know. Like I said, they' they're not like target demo jokes at all, but uh, you know I, I, I think it certainly helped uh, helped my career because it's like the show kind of then got this reputation as being like weird, snarky, uh, you know, better better written than you expect or something. Um, well, yeah, and
0: then those are the ones that people shared too, that like got people to actually like open up Hulu and start watching
2: it. Yeah, I don't know if anyone opened up Hulu and started watching it, but they did, they shared some <laughs> jokes. Yeah, well, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, at the
0: very least, some it got people interested. Um,
1: <laughs> I was watching a video about, like, someone was just, like, reviewing the show, and I was just, like, watching it as, like, uh, a refresher, because I had seen some episodes before. Um, But before I started watching uh, the episodes that you worked on last night, I was like, okay, let's just get a little refresher. And one of my least favorite things that anybody says when they're talking about like media or I guess media in general is when they're like, this is better than it has any right to Uh be," And I'm like, no, it has the right to be good because it had good people working on it like like or like this. It's no reason to be this good. I'm like, no, there are talented people, skilled people working on this thing. Of course, it's good.
2: I don't know. I don't get. I don't get insulted by that. um, By that mindset, because it's like, I don't know. If you go in with low expectations, then it's just easier to dazzle you. So you know, I I, I understand, but um, I think like you get talented people together, and they'll make they'll make something good. Um, I don't. I don't want to. God, I'm sounding full of myself.
1: Let's take that back. <laughs> you are talented. We <laughs> love you, your. You, writing. Made, something yeah. good, you <laughs> made something good, man. You made something good. I think I,
2: I think you get enough people together that that are good at what they do, ah, uh, and and then you add a couple of beginner writers, uh, you know, the, they'll they'll make they'll make something pretty good. Um, no, I I, I don't want to disagree with you, but like I feel like Sonic fandom is used to being disappointed i guess oh <laughs> <You> know, yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, honestly we could do an entire episode about like disappointment in the sonic phantom so
2: i i think it just goes with that where like so many sonic fans like anything new gets announced they go "Ugh, oh, this is gonna suck isn't it uh you know <laughs> so uh if we could just like you know if we can delight them, surprise them by going like, oh, that wasn't an embarrassment. Hey, guys, that wasn't that didn't suck as hard as I thought it would. You know, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's all you could ask for in the Sonic fandom. Like, I I'm very excited for Sonic Frontiers, but I'm also fully prepared to buy that game and be like, well, there's sixty dollars down the drain."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Never preorder. <laughs> You, you, oh, you yeah, oh my god, never pre ordered the Sonic games, <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, god, don't pre order, period, yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, uh, Chris, do you have any more questions uh, on your list? Yeah, um, I wanted to ask if there were any episode ideas you guys had that like you wanted to work on but just didn't make it.
2: Yeah, there's a lost script that was written that was Ooh. not produced. Um, So in in season two, the finale was two parts. It was originally Mm -hmm. one part and there was an extra script, uh, which was an episode where Eggman courts and marries Lady Walrus for her money. Uh, (laughs) yeah, because he, you know, like he, the Eggman Industries is going broke. He needs a financial infusion. There's this rich Walrus lady. And so it's all about him. Um like catfishing and courting her to marry her for her money. Um, yeah, uh, I I don't even know where that script is. I don't think I have it on my personal computer, but it was like it was written and like went through several drafts and I don't think it was recorded. I think we it got pulled before it was recorded. But uh, so there's there's definitely that one. Um, there were a few. I remember. I really wanted to do an episode where Eggman builds a, tries to build a time machine and fails. Uh, and he just like, he just built like a machine, you know, like, a, uh, and he just like drives it into like, you know, a science fiction convention or something and thinks that he is, <laughs> that he is now trapped in the future, you know, planet oh of the style or something. Uh, Uh, You know, there were a few like a a few in like that vein. I I remember also there was like an Eggman basically like gets a VR headset. They're always like Eggman led, by the way. Uh, Eggman gets a (laughs) VR headset and um, and and uh, thinks that he is. Uh, that he is invincible and like playing basically like grand theft auto, but like he never turned it on. So he's just like running around being an ass, uh, <laughs> to everybody. But, but it's like, he thinks he's invincible. So like Sonic and team are like trying to like, not let him fall off a cliff. Cause he thinks it's just a game. And also like, they don't, <laughs> you can't just rip the headset off it. You have to let him finish the game and take it off himself. Otherwise, you know, it'll, You know, it it could mess with him (laughs) mentally or something. So they're all like trying to uh, trying to finish his game for him and get the objective of whatever it is he's going for. Uh, So, I mean, there are a few few ideas that didn't go, but I, you know, would have liked to have seen.
0: I I have a question. Um, There's a lot of like like uh, like specialty specific robots that Eggman has. Were those designed first and then you had to write them in? Or were you like, oh, he makes this robot and then they designed it after?
2: Uh, usually the, the really specific ones were written for jokes, like ballot stuffing robot or something is, <laughs> uh, was written for the show. They didn't design ballot stuffing bot for us. Um, they designed a few, you know, there's ugh, God. Like his mega robots or something. That yeah. He would use like there were like the four of them. Yeah. Yeah. They designed those. Um, but most of the most of the like the one off jokes or something were just were were written and either modifications of existing robots or or designed for that episode.
0: Um, And then I guess a good final question, unless you have any more, Chris, would be. Uh, what's like, what was just, I guess, walks through the pipeline for a typical episode.
2: Oh man. Okay. So if you, if you can't recall, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was years ago, but, uh, so we would, we would pitch a springboard. That's like a one paragraph, you know, basically what I was just doing now of like, Oh, maybe Eggman gets a VR headset and this, this, and this, The uh, the springboard. Yeah. Uh, and once that gets approved, then we write a, um, We write an outline uh we would write very detailed outlines that were basically like scripts so we would on a whiteboard kind of write act one act two act three and kind of every scene and just like a detailed description of the whole episode where every scene what happens in it and we would write an outline and they'd usually be about mm, seven pages single spaced um just like the whole episode and then we'd get notes on that go to script And then writing the first draft of the script very easy because we had written the whole outline in a lot of detail. So just sort of translate the outline to script with the notes and then submit that. Uh, That would get notes. We would revise it with Bill. Then it would go um, to the audio record where uh, the show had all uh, seven actors in one room Uh, and they would record it like a radio play. Just kind of go, go straight through the script, everyone together in the same booth. That was cool. Oh, wow. The only exception is Mike Pollock, voice of Eggman, lived in New York, so he would mm-hmm. he would dial in, uh, <clears throat> and so they would record it. At which point, then that would be edited into what we called the radio play, which was like two time of the episode with you know just audio and sound effects and everything. That would then go to the animation team, which was in France. They would create an, uh, storyboards and uh, eventually an animatic to the to the timing of the radio play and then it would go to animation again in france where they would uh, eventually animate the whole thing um uh, and then finally at the end it would go to music and there was a composer who uh who'd go over that pretty standard pipeline stuff uh I mean, the trickiest part is that the animation was in France. So, uh, if there's a miscommunication, there would be like a day's worth of work wasted because, um, the best example I have is in, in that Tommy thunder episode, actually, at one point there's like a thing where like there's some bandits and they are willingly letting him capture them, uh, because he's a celebrity. And he says like, so you guys just stand in a clump right here and I'll tie you up. Uh and we got like concept art for like the clump. And it was like <laughs> this like mossy bog, you know, like <laughs> like like clump like clump of yeah, of yeah. of grass and stuff. <laughs> which like somebody spent like a day or two oh, making. Oh no. yeah. And and you just go, oh no, that just no, that means stand together. And it's like, so none of this, no, no, they just stand there. Oh, oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, like, there's Um, that stuff all the time.
1: uh, uh, One thing I wanted to ask was you guys had characters like Shadow and Vector and Metal Sonic who, like, are in the primary series, but only showed up for like a couple episodes in Sonic Boom. Was there like a specific reason why you guys weren't allowed to use characters like that more? Um.
2: We we, yeah, a specific reason, we use those characters as much as Sega asked us to use them. Uh, okay. So they, You know, they said, we want to get Shadow in one episode in season one. And we said, great, we'll put Shadow in. And we wrote a Shadow episode. And then later they said, we'd love to get Shadow back in another episode. We'd also like to get Vector in an episode. And we went, great, sure. Hmm. Um, and that's really like, I, I, I'm sure you guys are aware. There's a lot of rights entanglements on, oh yeah, on Sonic characters, especially yeah. ones that originated in the comics uh, or, or anything. And so it, it, we completely just followed Sega's requests, where they would just say like, "This character, we'd like to have this character in." So I don't know why only Vector and not the rest of the Chaotix or anything. I uh, they asked for Vector, and we said sure we can come up with a fun story for vector. Uh, Very boring answer. But it was just like,
1: oh, no, like that was something I was really curious about, because like Metal Sonic and Shadow are both in the game. So I would assume that like they would appear more in the show. But yeah, I mean, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, I think I think really it's like, you know, Metal Sonic and Shadow are very popular characters. So it's like we want them to make an appearance on the on the show.
1: Yeah, that makes Uh, sense. And make it a big thing. You know, yeah, sense. yeah, making
2: an event or something. But we don't want them on so regular that it's like they're Maybe cheapened nice. or something, you know? Yeah, uh, that makes sense. You know, it's a big deal when he fights Metal Sonic. If he's fighting Metal Sonic every week or he's fighting Shadow every week, then Shadow's going to start to look like a chump if he's just getting beaten up all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, was there, I guess, uh, I guess this this is a good final question. Uh, okay. What's, I guess, like a favorite memory of working on the show? Just anything that comes to mind?
2: Oh, man. Uh, I mean, honestly, my favorite stuff was uh, every two weeks. I got to go to those record sessions with all the voice actors and and get, uh, you know, and watch them perform. They would do two scripts in a session, watch them just perform our our scripts. Uh, That to me was my favorite thing. Not not just because I got to develop a personal relationship with the voice actors, but like I don't. Anyone who writes, I want to be able to experience this of like when something that you just thought of or something you wrote down not only gets produced, but made by people that are much, much better at at what they do than you are, (laughs) Yeah, you know, like just seeing some, some little thing that you wrote getting, getting uh, plussed by some very, very, very talented people uh, it, and like where you go like, oh, this is like going to be good. Uh, that That's something that like everybody who works creatively should should experience at some point or, or another. Yeah, so, I, like, I've, I've
0: written for oh, I've written for some animation, too. And it's it's really wild to be like, oh, I wrote that. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So it's, it's sort of a sentimental answer, but it was like that also because, you know, like I said, we wrote it in Bill's pool house. We we're just like three, three guys in a pool house writing this thing. And then like once it like becomes real, like it, it, for a while, especially that first season it didn't feel real. Because uh, we were just writing scripts for a show that didn't exist and wasn't announced and everything, and it was just sort of like it felt like it was only for us, and it was like, is anyone even going to watch this thing? Uh, and then it's like once once they start recording them, you go, oh, this is this is real. This is going to be a thing. Um, so you know, that's that's probably my one of my favorites. What one of my other favorites was um, I, at, at Comic Con um, one time. I saw a guy dressed up as as like Shadow, and I was like, "Hey, have you seen the Sonic Boom show?" And he said, "Yes," and I don't like it. And I went, "Okay, well, <laughs> nice meeting you." Uh, oh my god! But then a year a year later, I was doing a signing, and that guy showed up. That guy that guy wanted my autograph, and I wanted to be like, "Dude, I don't." I don't, th- I don't think so. But uh, anyway,
3: <laughs> but
1: <laughs> you, like, got I remember him, you got
2: him. in the end. <laughs> I remember you, man. You did. You said you didn't like it. Uh, anyway. Oh my god! Wow! <laughs> so, I, tu- I, turned that guy around. I think uh, I'll say that we, we turned him. That's a
0: favorite memory. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, I think that about does it for the topic at hand. We have one quick segment uh, that I like to do every episode called uh, uh, "Drop in Rings." <laughs> There we go. Got the sound effect going uh, where I will share with you some like Sonic the Hedgehog uh, products and see if you can guess the price uh, of oh them. Oh boy. OK, yeah. So I have some Sonic Boom themed ones uh, to be appropriate to the topic at hand. Uh, you may recognize some you may have some of these, uh, but uh, first off, we have this uh, the platinum series figure of Sonic a <laughs> uh, Boom Sonic, which is actually kind of cool. I really like the coloring on it. Uh, So Um, we're
2: talking list price here. Yeah, list price.
0: uh, This one is currently uh, on bid, so you just have to guess the current bid price.
2: Oh, the bid price. Okay, I was going to say eight bucks, but if we're talking eBay, (laughs) uh, eBay, give me $20. All
1: right, Chris. I'm going to say 40.
0: All right. Both of you are wrong. It's $25. <laughs> okay. Oh wow. Uh next up we have this is apparently unreleased. And again, Alan, you might know of this. But uh oh, come on, send. Uh this is Sonic Boom Knuckles figure toy sports variant. Oh, this uh, is where <laughs> this is
2: his soccer outfit?
0: Yeah, I guess they made an alternate of that and didn't release it, which, first of all, I love that little Sonic soccer logo that Where it has on his chest. Where did you get this? Uh, it's, it's just on eBay.
2: <laughs> what? I don't know how somebody <laughs> got this. It must Dude. have exchanged, like,
1: hands between, like, people who shouldn't oh. have been giving it away. I see, I see prototypes on sale all the time. Yeah. They get them somehow. Dude,
2: we, like, in season two, they're playing soccer constantly. They're always playing soccer because I was told... <laughs> There was going to be some toys of them in soccer jerseys, and I was and like, "They never, never came out. They never made the stupid toys." But there it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little dirty, so which means somebody might have
0: picked him out of the trash of the uh, toy design
3: area.
0: <laughs> um, um, so, okay. how much do you think this is? Because it is unreleased. I
2: don't. I, I, who? I don't know. A hundred bucks. <laughs> who won it?
1: All right, Chris. I'm gonna say like 150. Uh, fifty
0: dollars.
2: Fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah.
0: it's. I mean, if you want to get your hands on it, I can give you the link. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. That's wild. Yeah. Um. This next one, hold on. Where do you go? It is my favorite. I think of the bunch because of the expression Sonic has on his face. It, oh boy, it, he's so worried. He's just so worried.
1: Oh, (laughs) oh! I've seen (laughs) these. These are cute. I like these a lot. Yeah, the emoji plush. Just I remember seeing these in like uh, arcade, like claw machines all the time. Like
2: round
0: one, I think I've seen this in round one for sure. Uh, This is, uh, yeah, it's the emoji plush. Uh, It's Tommy, and he's just, it's just so afraid,
2: so anxious. Something bad's gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) If you want, if you want a scared Sonic. I'd say thirty-five dollars.
0: All right, Chris. Yeah, I was gonna say thirty. All right, uh, it is twenty. <laughs> twenty.
2: Oh, huh. got yourself a deal.
0: Um, and then we have this other one. This one's a cute little guy. Nothing cursed about it. Just cute. Uh, <laughs> there he is. Uh, just little guy. Look at him. Oh, I have one of these. Big head. Oh yeah, one. Of, okay, yeah, I've great. seen the Eggman ones like yeah. this. Um. The uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Tommy Sonic boom, big head plush toy, seven inch. And it just says tag in the description for
2: some reason. <laughs> it's got the tag. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These they gave these away at the Sonic uh, 25th anniversary party. They were one of these oh. was in every swag bag. So I have one. Oh, they're um, very
0: cute. Yeah. But I mean, I, what I do like that. The, uh I do like that. The bandages are like a different color from the white gloves. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, that it's an interesting thing I would have liked to seen on the actual design.
2: Uh, what could this be worth? It, it feels like 20 to 30 is the range we're talking on most of these. So I'll go I'll go back to 25.
0: All right, Chris. I'm going to say like 40. All right, it is. 20 (laughs) so close you had it at first Alan.
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right
0: uh and this final one uh is uh hold on i have to get two images for it because one of the images cracks me up uh oh boy where is (laughs) uh there we go uh this is the tomi sonic boom running sound effects sonic uh and and it actually looks kind of cool like he he actually like runs which is i think something you really don't see that often with like sonic
2: uh, action
0: figures i guess well maybe i think if you flip his spikes on the back which is a fun little like kung fu grip uh switch to have uh yeah running action and light up shoes and just the kid holding the sonic very gently and touching the spike and the very like subtle vibrations and sound effect things coming off it is like really funny to me on the back
2: yeah well i mean the thing with our design of sonic was like he made for some awkward toys because his legs are so long and skinny yeah Mm -hmm. like it's really hard to have a sonic that actually stands up uh which is why i'm skeptical if this thing can run um (laughs) it can fall so this thing. Um
0: you're going to want to yeah. go high, I'll give you that hint. Really? Okay. Yeah. At least yeah. what this person's offering.
2: Uh Let's 70?
0: All right, Chris. I'm going to say 250. Whoa. Uh you are the closest, but it's 145. Mm. <laughs> oh. Who wants it? Who wants the
2: link? No, thank (laughs) you. I'll take the link to that soccer outfit thing. I'm fascinated. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Let me find it again. Hold on.
2: (laughs) I just... Guys, there's so many instances of soccer in the show. (laughs) I like like,
0: that it's haunted you.
1: (laughs) Well... uh, Alan, I will say, if you're considering buying it, buy it now before the episode goes up because <laughs> I did not do that once and I am paying for it. <laughs> yeah,
0: okay, okay, this is gonna be the third time it comes up. But...
1: <laughs> hey, man, it's a
0: warning. It's a proper warning. Is third, so, so we found this. It's the Sonic the Sonic Dojinshi by, who is the artist that like eventually made something? It's, oh, hold on, that's the wrong link. Give me a second.
1: Um, It's the creator of Excel Saga did a Sonic and Tails Dojinshi back in 19. 19- Ninety-seven, uh, and this is it.
0: And we found it. Uh, Chris wanted it. They were too <laughs> late, and the per- one of their friends bought it
3: <laughs> yeah. after
0: the episode came out. And then there was another link, and also went missing because <laughs> another friend bought that yeah. one.
2: <laughs> you could have had this. You, you could have. I know. I could yeah, have. I didn't have the money for
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we joked about this how it's like this would be something you'd show grandkids like and this is your (laughs) inheritance like (laughs) oh my god Um, I can't believe it's come up on the podcast (laughs) three times in a row (laughs) I just want to give people a warning. <laughs> uh don't wait. Okay. Oh my god. Uh now uh, <laughs> follow your impulse purchases since sometimes this segment is just talking about like cool products and people have. Is there anything uh specific in your collection from like Sonic Boom stuff that is just like really rad and you want to share?
2: Ooh, from my collection. Um I mean, like, like I was saying before, I have like these sticks, unopened sticks figures, which are like I see go for like 200 bucks or something. Uh, Otherwise, you know, I I mentioned that uh, Sega uh, 25th anniversary Sonic Party, they gave uh, everybody like a coin, like an anniversary coin. And that seems cool Um, where it's like. I think I think I've seen them on eBay and they're probably not going for a ton but it's like oh an individually numbered Sonic anniversary coin and it was cool, oh, yeah, they're thinking, very cool. thinking like oh I worked there at that time I uh, you know I was I was there during the 25th or whatever um, So you know that stuff I, I was, we were always hounding them for like Dave the intern
3: merchandise
0: <laughs> uh, oh wait actually I is that that reminds me I have been saving this one for a while I just remembered that I saved this hold on I there's like somebody made a custom one I oh give me a second it's like deep in my uh, bookmarks we can cut out this time if I need to I know what uh, I know oh what you're God. talking about yeah oh dear oh boy I don't so here's the yeah, here's the day of the intro <laughs> <laughs> like fully action like movable like I, I i i it definitely looks like an old like knuckles one because i can see the red or maybe shadow i can see like the red underneath uh that was like painted over and it's those it's those ones that look like they have like really buff bodies because they have like joints everywhere uh-huh. Uh, we've shared it on the podcast before. I, I love him. I-, I love this little guy.
1: <laughs> oh, it says what the base is. The recipe oh, for just- this one is fairly complicated. Resin cast duplicates of Boom Knuckles' feet and ankles, Tails' head, and Classic Amy's hands, as well as Wave's torso, Knuckles' legs, and uh, some stuff from. Equestria Girls from My Little Pony Goodness. so it just, it's just it's a it's a homunculus it's a of Frankenstein like,
2: <laughs> but it's very good <laughs> yeah you know I, 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 I we were always like can we get some Dave the Intern merchandise it would have been a bad idea nobody would have bought the things but I just wanted them. <laughs> you um, would have bought all of
0: them so they made more yeah.
2: uh, there was also a guy on on Twitter who made like a Dave uh, Aww, fun, Oh, look at him Dave Funko Pop uh, that uh, I thought was cool too. Like just like 3d printed it. Um, so I, I'm like, I tried to be like, Hey, that's cool. You know, like kept like, like, wow, really neat. I wish I had one of those, like trying to, trying to get them to send me one.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: this very subtly just like, wouldn't it be cool if you sent it to this address?
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. uh I just sorry. I just looked at my notes again. Uh, in the Tommy Thunder, uh, Eggman ordered a uh, rugelach, and I, I appreciate the Jewish pastry uh, <laughs> representation in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was uh, you know Greg, Greg, the other story editor, and Bill Freiberger, both Jewish, both East Coast. Uh, yeah, a lot of we, you know. Uh, I think Eggman's mom bot makes like a a noodle kugel at one point for You know, like, uh,
0: yeah. Oh my God. I love that. <laughs> all right. Uh, t- many, many tangents we've gone on, but uh, that, that does it for dropping rings. Uh, Alan, I believe that's all we have today. Uh, is there anything else you want to add before we, uh, we uh, conclude?
2: We did it. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Alan, the writer A L A N the writer. If you want to follow me, uh, I apologize. I haven't been tweeting very much lately. Uh, I, I, I've got a baby, so I apologize for that. Uh, Don't. But. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, you're 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 doing the smart thing, not going on this hell of a website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, follow the podcast. That's Sonic Pod. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, Chris. Where can they find you? Yeah. Uh, I am at c underscore dobbins on Twitter, c dobbins art on Instagram, cdobbinsart.com. dobbins uh, been drawing a lot of Sonic, as I've mentioned before, uh, and also still looking for work. Hey, hire. Oh um, Yeah,
0: thank you. Uh, and also hire me. I'm also jobless right now. Oh, um,
3: man. <laughs> 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 uh, you
0: can follow me at Sean, your son. That's S.E.N. The number eight S O N. There's a work thread of all the stuff I do. The cartoons I've written for. Uh, I also do research if you need to. Hi, everybody anybody, uh, and also uh, we stream for the podcast every now and then. Uh, you can; it's on my Twitch, which I also stream on uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Sean your son. Uh, there should still be a uh, video on demand uh, cl- uh, video of uh, uh, me putting together the Sonic Lego, which was a blast. Um,
1: oh, yeah. And I was drawing along with you. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. So go check out that. Like I said, the podcast is at Sonic Pod. Uh, we'll post all the things we talked about in the replies to the uh, episode posting. Uh, and yeah, th- thank you for coming on, Alan. This was such a blast. Yeah, happy yeah, to do I it. I love this. Yeah. Uh, uh, and <sighs> so the way we sign off is we do the the line reading from uh, Sonic Adventure Two. Uh, this one right here, where tail says. Oh, Sean, we can't hear the sound effects. Oh, no, <laughs> I got this whole fancy soundboard and everything. Hold on. <laughs> it's OK. It's OK. Uh, recording device. Oh, it's because I uh, plugged in my mic to a different thing. OK, hold on. OK. Uh, well, I guess I had to reset the computer for it to work. Well, it no. still going. We all did it together. Uh, so, <laughs> if you want to join us, I'll count us down on three, uh, and uh, then we'll uh, we'll end the episode. Cool. All right. So three, two, one. We, we all, did, we all it did, it did, it did it together. <laughs> oh, it was great. Thank
3: you. Thank you so much. Have a good <laughs> one, good. everyone. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs>